This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash Living Proof New York. You served prison time for graffiti, correct? Yeah. Uh, what happened with that? I know it was like in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just dive right into it. I, uh, I was, I was pretty much living in New York. Uh, I still had my house in Detroit. I had a grow house in Detroit and I went back there to like cut it, cut everything down and get it ready. And I was there for what was supposed to be like a few nights, maybe a week. And the first night I'm there, I go out to a bar with my friend and I've been, I, I, this was in like 2017, I had been painting New York pretty often. And when I got back to Detroit, I, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, let's keep painting. But I also had had a lot of drinks and uh, there was this one spot that I had always wanted to paint and it was just late enough and dead enough that I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I had my friend with me. He was looking out. We had walked like right into this undercover prostitution sting. Like where my house was in Detroit, it was near this intersection um, where there was, there was a lot of prostitutes because it was near this like freight yard and trucks would go in there and load up and all the truckers would go to this intersection Anyways, I like walked right into a sting and they sat there and they like sat up the block and watched me paint for like the whole fill in. And as I was like writing the crew out, they swarmed me. My friend didn't see it coming. He didn't warn me. Um, I tried to run and they had like pulled up on the sidewalk behind me and then tried blocking this sidewalk and they jump out and I threw a spray paint can at one of the cops, but he caught it and then they tackled me. And I had been arrested in Detroit before. I was like, this is gonna be another slap on the wrist. Um, I had never been taken in anywhere the times I had been caught right in Detroit. Like they would usually just write you a ticket and then nothing would really come of it. Um, like when I first got there in 2011, they were like, oh, cool. Do you know this writer? Do you know this writer? Like Detroit was so bottomed out that it wasn't their priority to like go after people tagging. Um, and these undercovers were like, they started saying shit like we're, we're going to come to your house in two weeks and we're going to serve you felony warrants. Um, make sure your dog's not there. We're going to kill your dog. We'll shoot your dog. If there's a dog there, they were like, I was like, that's, this is crazy. This is insane. Um, so it was, it was just regular undercovers. It was Vandal squad. It was, no, it was regular undercovers that were like looking for guys soliciting hookers. And, so they had tackled me and then they like took my wallet. They just took a photo of my ID. They didn't write me a ticket. There was like, 
I was in handcuffs maybe for like five minutes. They didn't put us in a cop car, like nothing. Um, so they got photos of both of our IDs and then they uh, said all that shit. And then they were like, all right, like have a good night. They gave me, they gave me my weed back, but took my cigarettes. Anyways, I was like, is this real? Like, is anything they're saying true? Or did we just completely get off the hook? Um, and I started asking around and people were like, no, it's real. Like, while you've been in New York, the new mayor is like cracking down. Like he was a big DA in LA and is like known for cleaning the streets up in LA at some point and now he's trying to do that in Detroit. It was this guy Mayor Duggan. Yeah, Mike. Mike, Mike Duggan, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I read about him. Yeah. And uh they were buffing the whole city, like it it was the end of an era, for sure. Um but I started calling some people and I was like, have you heard about them like cracking down like should I be worried and they were like yeah dude you should be really worried people started like really talking it up and I was like oh my god I can't believe this uh like I said I was supposed to go there for like a week I in that week went to go see a lawyer I actually asked my friend I was like do you know any good lawyers and he was like um you should hire Shepard Ferry's lawyer hmm he got shepherd off of like 20 felonies. They were, they threw 20 felonies at shepherd Ferry for wheat pastes. Um, and he got them all dropped. So I was like, I shelled out like 10 K for this lawyer. And he was basically like, okay, I'm gonna, um, just keep an eye on it. See if your file comes up. Um, and until then, there's not really much we can do. Uh, I was still worried about my dog. I was still worried about them, like, coming to my house. Um, I, like, got my laptops out of my house. I got everything out of there. Your house in, in... In Detroit. Okay. Which I had, like, been living in and growing weed in for, like, five years at that point. And um, I got my laptop out of there. I... I was just trying to be there as little as often, and I had my friends watching my dog. Um, but, like, the dude that was looking after everything for me while I was away in New York was like, I'm out. I can't be here. This is scary. I don't want to be here for this. Um, and it wasn't until, I think, like, November 1st. Months went by before we found out it was actually going to happen. Um, and in that time, like my apartment in New York got sold. We were like getting kicked out of the space. I had to go back there and get everything. And it kind of just brought me back to Detroit for this like year long court battle. And, uh, we were fighting it and we had a pretty good argument and it seemed like I was going to get off the hook and then they, 
went after my friend that got arrested with me that night. They raided his house unexpectedly at like two in the afternoon. They showed up and confiscated his laptop, confiscated like, I think six pounds of weed, like a couple ounces of mushrooms and uh, his laptop and, oh, and, and a bunch of cash. And they just took all of it. And they like his laptop was about to die. They were like walking out of the door, like on the touchpad, keeping it alive. And uh, it just fucked everything up for my whole case. Like him getting raided fucked everything up for your case. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had pictures on his laptop that would have been incriminating. And they said that they had those pictures and we just weren't really prepared to like say they didn't. Um, so they were charging me with three felonies. It was like a felonious assault for throwing the spray can, um, evading, ev evading arrest, but it was like some other terminology, uh, and malicious, destruction or something I can't remember but like it, the destruction really wasn't malicious it was a com this building had just sat there abandoned for years like uh, there was just it, it wasn't like a personal assault on anything it was just one of a million abandoned buildings in Detroit but they painted it out to be like it was some malicious, like, uh, well, that's they like. They just did it for the hell of it. They yeah. were just like, fuck it. We're just going to throw the book at you with the most extreme shit. You're lucky that the throwing the can at the cop's face was just felonious throwing or whatever it was because they could have just been like assault and then you would have been f fucked way harder. He caught it. Yeah. Yeah, he caught the can. I think if it hit, I think if I actually, I think if it hit him in the face, it would have been different. He would have been a little bit more like bitter about it, but I mean, I think the judicial system would have been like bitter about it too. You probably sure. got like a lot longer time. Yeah. So I don't know how many times I went to court um, before finally they were like, "You can take the three felonies or do jail time." And I ended up spending like twenty-eight days. Um, in a jail, and then I had like two years probation after that. How were the 28 days? They were weird. It was weird, because I didn't know, they, did, they didn't say you're going for 28 days. Uh, they said I was going for 60, and my lawyer was like, eh, you'll probably be out in like three, like three or four. You, you'll probably just do the weekend. Don't worry about it. So you were in court and they sentenced you to 28? Yeah, and I just, I went straight from the court to they didn't sentence me to 20. They sentenced me to like 60, mm. but it ended up being 28. So I still got out earlier than I thought, but also ended up staying later than I thought based on what my lawyer said. When you went into the court, did you already have kind of an idea like, yo, there, I might straight up go to jail for fucking some graffiti? Today. I knew I was going to jail. I knew when I went to court that I was going to go to jail. Um, but I wasn't anticipating going that long um so yeah I, I got like i got put in this van and uh 
with some crazy people. And then I got brought into this, I, I think it's called Dickerson. It's like in Hamtramck. And uh, there's pods like in the jail and there's like a receiving pod. So like there's, it's like this uh, two floor um, like catwalk with cells around the top and then like a big open space in the middle where people would eat or do whatever. And then there was like a little gym off to the side. Um, and I walked in there and this dude came up to me, this, this like older guy. And he's like, here, like grab this, grab this mop, grab this broom. I think he, I think he did it. Cause I was like the only other white dude in there at the time. And this guy, his, his name's Ted Wood. He was crazy. He was crazy. Like, but, but he ended up getting me this job in the cell. And I ended up spending the entire 28 days in this like high turnover area. So like I was supposed to have been moved to like another cell block, but I ended up staying in like the receiving cell block the whole time and working it. And because I was working it, that is what, that's like how I got out earlier. But my jobs were like cleaning up everything once everybody was locked down in their cells. So I was able to like stay out of my cell for like an extra hour sometimes. Um, and it's like, you're just walking around with like a spray bottle and a rag, like disinfecting everything. Um, like I said, this is 2018. Disinfecting now is like way crazier, but, um, yeah. So this guy, Ted Wood, like it turns out he was, he was from, he came from California and had just like spent 10 years in a jail in California, in a prison, in like a maximum security prison and was like a meth addict and was on this like meth bender that he like squatted some house in Malibu and pretty much just was like found like 10 days later living in this mansion in Malibu, smoking meth every day, all day and like I don't know what his previous record was exactly, but somehow that landed him like 10 years in a prison um, in LA. And his cellmate was, uh, I always forget this guy's name. He was the one that carried out the Manson murders. Mm. Uh, Tex something. And um, he would always talk about Tex and like, show he was like showing me these tricks all the time like we would like pass notes at night from ourselves by taking like a thread from our sheet and then tying it to like a little like soap bar and then like kind of like sliding it out and around because his cell was like right next to mine and the cells weren't open like the cells all had doors that would like lock so i I, there were times where I would just lock myself in my room because 
like I said, it was like such a high turnover rate that there was always new people coming in while the people that were stuck there were starting to develop certain power structures. And then somebody bigger and badder would come in and challenge it and it would just be like, every day it was just like, I just have to get through this day.